coming to you from our basement. This is exhausted. I'm Heather. And I'm John. It has been a little bit since we've been here. I think almost two months. Has it two been? Has it been two whole almost, months? Almost, anyways. I don't know if it's quite, but. Well, let's see. We took some time off for a, f- a handful of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, all personal family. Well, mostly personal family stuff, and then there were some other things that came up too, but. Uh, that stuff is temporarily taken care of, so we're back. We're Yay. back for the single-digit number of people that listen. <laughs> we watched an episode of the X Files today called "Was it Wet Wired?" I think. I think so. Yes. This is the second last episode of season three. Ooh, we're moving up there. We actually, I mean. We kind of picked a bad time to take a break. Yeah. Not before. Just we we should have just done like two more and then, uh, eh, and then well. done the thing. But unfortunately, uh, life uh, emergency crises don't uh, really work on our on our timing. Nope. Uh, Heather, do you want to get us started? Yes. So of course, the intro takes place at night. In which the woods. Jocelyn does, in some sort of wood. I don't know, park area. It's kind of hard to tell. and Somewhere where you could bury a dead body. Yes. And that's literally what's happening is this guy is digging a hole to bury a dead body. And then as he's burying it, he's like, now you cannot kill anybody <laughs> or murder. I don't know. That, that's, exactly. that is essentially it. He's, 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 he's burying or he's digging a grave uh, for a person he has killed and is saying that this person will never kill again. Yeah, so then he, you wind up back at a, at a place, I guess his place, and of course he turns on the water and all this blood, and as I'm seeing all the blood, I'm like thinking, beets. I don't know why I have beets on my mind. I mean, my Maybe mom... because we have so many of them that My mom gave eat. you some beets, but <laughs> she like... didn't kill anyone to get you those beets. <laughs> I know, but it was just like the blood and beets are quite red. And then, of course, he sees the guy, looks up, sees the guy that he thinks he's killed. Standing in front of him. And then, of course, he kills, kills us that same that person, person a second time. <laughs> yes. And as he's taking this <laughs> second version of the same person that he's killed, uh, putting it into his trunk, uh a couple of police officers in their squad car pull up and when he finally sees their faces it's two more copies of the same person that he's killed and they manage to subdue him and then when he uh uh when they open up the trunk he looks over and it's not in fact the dude that he killed it's his wife it's his wife and then of course cuts to credits which is a pretty good i mean you figure it out, f- like, I'll say, like, for this episode, it felt like the plot stuff you figured out pretty early, but it was still pretty unsettling, that first one. Yeah. The When we get back from commercial, I think they're at the psychiatric hospital where this guy's being held, right? Oh, no. Uh, Mulder meets with this guy in his car mm. about the case and he's not too pleased because he doesn't know this guy or why his guy's like seeking him out yeah so he's gotten an anonymous tip 
that he has to follow this case, but the guy doesn't say who he's working for, why it's interesting, or what he should do. He just says, you know, you should go check it out. And Mulder, when asks for reassurances that he's not being used or possibly set up, he says, you don't have any. You just do it. (laughs) You just do it or else people will die. Yes. And then, of course, they wind up at the psychiatric hospital where the guy was being held. At first, they were talking about, like, potential, like, wondering if it's possible uh, methamphetamine uh, abuse or... They're not quite sure. sure. Yeah. Um, because, essentially, they they confirm immediately that he's killed four people, uh, each of whom he claims to have been the same person. Yeah. So then, of course, Scully and Mulder go to his house, find two kids watching TV... They're watching Die Hard. Yes. I, uh, I, I, I recognized house. from the explosions and the helicopters. I was like, these kids are watching Die Hard. Yes. So then, of course, they look at the guy's video VHS collection. Because when I first saw them, they looked thin. I'm like, oh, DVDs? I don't think they happened at this time. <laughs> I mean, come on. Heather, you're older than I am. How do you not recognize VHS? I knew it was VHS. Well, I figured it was, but at the first, they just looked so thin. Like, it didn't look thick. So it's like, well, I don't think DVDs came out at this time. I mean, I will. Yes, I will. I will. Okay. Based on that assumption, yes, VHSs are usually big, giant bricks compared to DVD cases. Yes, and then, of course, then they get closer, and I'm like, oh, yes, well, they are. And, of course, Scully and Mulder take them back to the hotel, and they're watching them. And uh, Scully starts to get a little bit paranoid. Well, and and Mulder makes the joke that he had just watched thirty six hours of news, and if he had done that, he and he's he would he was also ready to kill someone. Yes. Uh, but Scully, uh, who is both a little bit jittery, uh, notes that uh, on the nights that he uh, on the on the nights that the uh, insane murder person committed his murders there were uh, corresponding uh reports on those evenings that he had taped to his vhs about this um about a uh dictator brutal dictator uh warlord i don't remember the term for it but that was in uh eastern europe uh and that was also corresponding to the same person that was on the t- uh, whose image was shown on the TV when he snapped in the psychiatric hospital, which we yeah. skipped over. Um, and so, uh, Mal- uh, Scully starts talking about the potential link between violent television and violent uh, action, and uh, and Scully Aaron Mulder tries to refute this by saying that there's also uh evidence linking uh cows to the depletion of the ozone layer and that it's all pseudoscience mm-hmm. and i'm less like oh oh buddy there's a there's a lot of things happening in this conversation <laughs> <laughs> what was it my guess was subliminal messages right which not really correct but oh that reminds me i should probably try and 
reverse some of our dialogue during the episode so that it sounds like a subliminal message. <laughs> that would be funny. Social nerves, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, it just felt weird because on the one hand, I'm like, well, yeah, I agree with Mulder that like it's because because uh, Scully doesn't say that it's just correlation that she says that there's a causal relationship too and uh so i'm like well i i think it's more complicated than the pop psychology that uh, that scully wants to whoever wrote the episode for scully does but on the same side Mulder, uh when he comes back with all that stuff between gas and ozone stuff is just pseudoscience that's that's like oh okay uh we're getting pretty close but i don't know if i want to be staking so much on this but they go (laughs) forward with the operating theory that uh that it potentially that it's somehow linked to the vhs tapes yes and of course then you see scully watching very closely in the dark going through all these tapes (laughs) and she started sweating and you know she goes out and sees, uh, she goes out into the parking lot of the hotel where they're staying at and sees what she believes to be inside of a car, the cigarette, uh, cig- wait, cigarette smoking C- man, cigarette smoking man. God, it's been a while. Uh, the cigarette smoking man Mulder. talking with Mulder and Mulder handing him over a VHS tape. Yeah. And she's worried as you would be, uh, about what that the implications for that could be. he doesn't trust her. And, and but then she just sort of backs away and I think we go to the next morning when I think they meet in her his car. Yeah, because he was like, oh, there's been another murder or something like that. She's like, okay. So then she goes and then she's, she's trying to feel that he was to see if he had used his car. It shifted. I don't well, really she, know. Well, she, she, she was also at. looking around the glove box to find ashes to, to confirm that the cigarette smoking man had been in his car. Yeah. Which she didn't. Uh, because spoiler alert, the cigarette smoking man was not in her car. No. And this, this was where I put my theory forward that somehow whatever is happening is causing people to get super paranoid. Yes. Uh, and sort of their biggest fears are being manifest in front of them. Which you were pretty much correct. Hey, I, I got one. Yeah. I, I felt good about that. Um, and the murder that they're called to investigate is of a woman who sees what she believes to be uh, her husband uh, in a hammock uh, underneath a uh, gorgeous blonde wow. lady uh, making out and she grabs a shotgun and, and goes to town on the dude. And of course, apparently it was her neighbor with his dog. Yeah, it was not uh, It was not her husband. It was her neighbor. It was, and it was not yard. a woman. <laughs> it was a dog. And they weren't making out. They were just having a nap. Yes. Yeah, I guess, I guess you have to qualify that. You don't want a neighbor making out with a dog. <laughs> Ew. The... And of course, Mulder sees a cable guy and like he saw from the first time. He's seen a cable guy at a couple of different places and he uh, and he is not able to catch the person before they leave. But he does climb up the pole where this person's working and finds a box with a bunch of different uh, 
um, I don't know, cable pieces. Yeah. Except all of them are one color except for one golden one. So he takes the one that's obviously different than everything else and pulls it out uh, and suggests he's going to have it delivered for analysis. And of course, Scully is kind of upset that he didn't trust her to go do it. He wants her to talk with somebody get more information talk to the woman who murdered her neighbor and i'll give scully credit because i think the i think the main part drawback for this episode is that there's no point in scully's journey where i'm not just like obviously scully's been affected and should we shouldn't count anything that she says she sees as being potentially real like i don't know if there's a way to play that where it could have felt more ambiguous where you could have like potentially tried to they could have built an episode where you might have thought well maybe she's not crazy or affected Mm -hmm. um but the whole time i was just like well yeah obviously she's uh what she's seeing isn't real but the one time the one thing i will give her credit for is that when Mulder says it makes way more sense for you to go interview the woman while i examine the evidence well there's no chance of malice in it i didn't think it was obvious that 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 should happen i i'm not sure why it's obvious that she should do the interview and he should have the evidence examined yeah but i think do we go from there to the lone gunman yes so they take a look at uh basically what they're able to figure out is that while it's the same uh the same set of frames and because of course tv runs by projecting a series of images at a, like, it's usually, like, you know, movies are projected at 24 frames a second, uh, and for TV, that could be, you know, there could be different numbers, but essentially it's a series of really fast still images, and what this cable, differently colored cable device thing was doing was inserting uh, color-based images in between the images of tv mm-hmm. and that is uh and because i mean when you're seeing 24 frames a second that's like in one second of things you're seeing 24 separate images and so it moves so fast that it would not be perceptible uh or noticeable but the eye still perceives it and so they're uh what they're suggesting essentially is subliminal messages and the way that they believe it to be the case is that it's all based on like stuff in the color spectrum and that Mulder might not have been affected in watching the tapes because He's like colorblind with because the way that they like... theorize it might be set up. Yeah. Mulder is colorblind to some of the things. So it, you know, he'd be one of the, in this, it's kind of all theory. No mm-hmm. one ever gets far enough to confirm it, but yeah. it's also never debunked either. So it's kind of just the operating theory that, this is how people do mind control stuff and that I guess only colorblind people are resistant to it. I suppose they don't, I suppose that would be an interesting premise for a show where the colorblind people are the only ones who haven't been hypnotized and <laughs> have to lead us to safety and glory. Um, do you remember where they head after the gunman people? Uh, da, 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 da. Is it is it Scully having a freak out? Yes. So she shoots. So he's trying to tell her what's going on, but 
But then so uh, she hangs up because she's paranoid. And then he goes to her hotel room. She shoots at him and then disappears. So then they're out. There's like a mana manhunt out for her. And when... Uh, oh, no. So that must have happened beforehand. Or at least possibly during. because, Or maybe he goes back to the gunman because... He goes back a second time because I think you kind of jumped... You might have jumped ahead because it took them... Uh, it was the second time he goes to them and they because find out. Because it's when yeah. he leaves the second time that he gets the call that says that they've potentially uh, found uh, yeah. Scully's body, uh, body and that he has to go identify her. And I thought that someone would have someone who is working the case would have somehow seen the signal which would have freaked him out because at this point they haven't con- they haven't confirmed what's going on but uh but my theory of like it's working off of people's anxieties mm. uh if someone was working the case and was super scared of scully that he would have just seen a random person and then mind Whatever yeah. happens, they would have seen Scully and shot them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was where they were going. But they never when really. he gets to the place where the body is held, uh, the person who contacted him at the beginning said, you can't uh, you can't go in there. If you go and do that, then you'll lose out on the chance to uh, find the evidence you need to expose this conspiracy. Uh, they're already starting to erase it, so you have to... Forget about that stuff and instead chase after these people, which Mulder ignores and goes after, goes into the building to identify the body, which he confirms is not Scully. And and I feel like that is, I mean, that's a consistent, like that makes sense that he would choose that, I guess. But Mm -hmm. it feels like a plot thread that could have been, I don't know. It felt kind of flat the way it was presented. I like my idea better of someone also got freaked out by the subliminal messages and killed someone thinking it was Scully. But I think after that, we cut to the next day at the hospital, right? Well, yeah. So he finds Scully at her mom's. Mm, Right. Sorry. And then, of course, she winds up in the hospital, feels embarrassed about like, oh, yeah. Because there's this big standoff between uh, Scully... And her mom uh, with Mulder. Mm-hmm. And they have to somehow can talk her out of her TV-induced mm-hmm. uh, paranoia. Yeah. I'm surprised that they... I mean, you have to because she's not going... Like, for the sake of making a recurring TV show, you can't have any of those three people die. Especially by each other's hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to make it work. Even though it doesn't seem especially plausible because... No one else was able to be talked out of it, mm-hmm. but they, but she is, and they take her to the hospital. And what happens when they wake up? Oh, uh, they said that they found some what high levels of serotonin in her brain. Was it? I, th- I think that was the word they said. Yeah, and then so well, she's you know perfectly fine, blah blah blah, and then he uh, tries to find the or follow the cable guy or something. Well, he or this house. So he tries to reach out to this doctor. The, the doctor who was overseeing the psychiatric ward where the first victim uh, was yeah. left. They went to his hotel room. 
they she, and they said he's not there anymore. They're back in Washington. They tracked down where this guy was staying. It happens to be the same hotel where Scully and Mulder were staying. And from there, how does... Uh, or no, from there he finds the log of phone calls made to... A specific house or something. To some specific house where he goes and discovers the... Uh, as he's getting to that house, he uh, the cable van mm. uh, with the dude that's been messing with cable this whole time. He goes... He pulls... Like, that guy arrives just behind Mulder, but Mulder's able to hide, so he's not discovered. And so inside the house, you have the psych ward doctor and the cable dude um, talking and freaking out about a third person who hasn't arrived yet. And as Mulder's about to sneak around to try and find more information, he hears two gunshots and goes into the room, goes into the house to discover... Deep throat number two. Deep throat number two. And apparently Deep Throat was under orders to uh, to cover up this, uh, to sort of put this plot into motion uh, and kill these two people to prevent the exposure. But because he also wants to help Mulder, he had the guy in the car at the beginning of the episode feed cryptic clues to Mulder, hoping that Mulder would be able to expose it without mm-hmm. Deep Throat exposing himself. Yes. And of course, Deep Throat number two is working for the chain smoking man. Uh, well, or I mean, help, I don't know. The sound th- felt like it at the end. Well, he's, uh, I mean, so Mulder and Deep Throat two have a conversation, which essentially amounts to that. They explains that I had my mission was just to kill these two people. Your job was to, Bring them in, expose them, get the evidence, but you instead ignored the advice and went after to save your partner. Don't take it out on me that you failed your job. And then when Mulder and Scully go back to report to Skinner, uh, he asks about the person that killed the, the cable guy and the doctor, and Mulder says that he does not know who killed uh those mm-hmm. two people, which is a lie because he does. He does, but he doesn't. Does. And then the next, the last scene is the flip side of that where, uh, uh, where Mulder or this, uh, Deep Throat 2 is reporting to the cigarette smoking man saying that, uh, the guy who at the beginning of the episode who gave Mulder his information is dead. And he asks, well, who is he working for? And he says, we don't know, which is a lie because it's him. So, they're both protecting each other. And I think that, and Deep Throat 2's whole thing is that he is trying to secretly help, uh, secretly help Mulder expose this stuff without letting anyone know that he's doing it. And so to make sure that he, people don't know that he's doing it, he still has to do his, his shitty job continually. It's like how, you know, in any undercover cop movie, you see that they have to do drugs and crime to prove that they're, you know, mm. legit as opposed to undercover, right? So that 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 was my read on it. He's probably yeah. still not great, but I think he is actually trying to help Mulder just in his own obstinate kind of shitty way. Heather, what did you think of this episode? Oh, it was okay. I was more intrigued, probably more awake for this one than I have been well, in a little bit of time. 
I mean, we haven't watched it in a few months. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, maybe not like top episode, but it wasn't bad. The next episode that we're set to watch is Talitha Kumi. Sounds like a name, a proper name. So, I don't know. I don't know. I read. I didn't. I don't remember what I read about the episode. Like when you know we saw it at the end. Yeah, those synopsis always pop yeah. up. Yeah, and all I saw was alien or something or other. So I don't know. Maybe there'll be something about aliens. Well, the next. I mean, this episode is the last episode of season three, so it should hopefully mm. be a big one. Yes. But we'll have to find out next time. Hopefully, we should be back in about a week from now. Yeah. We're hoping to try and get to a, a more regular schedule, but I guess we'll have to get a few under our belt before you can call that a pattern. So (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Night.